This episode is brought to you by Get Out Pass Colorado. Each pass comes with free entry to over 45 venues all across the state, many of which include iconic Colorado destinations like Elitch Gardens, Waterworld, and Monarch Mountain Resort. The one-time yearly fee also means statewide access to amazing venues like indoor rock climbing, bowling, trampoline parks, yoga, and everything in between. Seriously, it's awesome. We love our Get Out Passes because they give us access to all of the activities at least once and some even multiple times per year. It's the ultimate bundle of savings for all your family adventures. The pass costs about $150 a year, but with our special promo code, ColoradoLife40, you can get it for less than $110. That's a $40 savings. Just go to getoutpass.com Colorado and use your exclusive code, ColoradoLife40, to save $40 instantly. You know the Flatirons, the big front range mountains in Boulder? Boulder's third flat iron is 1,400 feet high, that's taller than the Empire State Building, and has been climbed by people without using their hands, on roller skates, naked and in eight minutes, but not all at the same time. Those were all separate climbers. Although, it would be really funny to see a naked guy in roller skates climbing a mountain. My name is Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. And I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newbie. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we help newcomers and natives explore like a local. Together, we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. Before we get into today's episode, I want to know, how are you feeling, Ryan? So, allergies are kind of kicking my butt and I feel a bit stuffy. But it's kind of fun when you get like this. I can get really bassy. (laughs) I've had some issues with allergies too, but... We just decided to record the episode anyway because it's going to be a really fun one and we're really excited to talk about it. And, you know, sometimes you sound worse than you actually feel. So that's okay. That is very true. So today we're talking about our favorite spots in the town of Boulder. And if you only had 48 hours to spend there, what would you do and where would you go? So these are some of our recommendations and what we feel are the best things to do and places to see and also places to eat because we lived in Boulder for over three years and we kind of developed some favorite spots and favorite things to do over time. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. It's kind of going to be like an itinerary of if we had just 48 hours to be there, what would we do? All of these things for sure. Um, Some things just to note about Boulder. If you've never been there, Um, Don't know much about it. It's a really good place to just like walk and bike. It's super walk friendly, super bike friendly. I mean, swear to God, the the freaking cyclists have more right away than the cars. Yes. Um, And there's a really hopping food scene. And because of the uh, university there, Colorado University, CU, it is a very young town. So there is lots of students, lots of things to, to do, and lots of things catered towards youth. And something that we noticed when we lived there over time. So like you said, it's a college town. And during the summer, a lot of the college students go home uh, a lot. And the population of the city actually goes down by about 30,000. So it's around 100,000 population and it goes down to about 70 during the summer. So if you visit Boulder during the summertime, it may be even less busy. And if you go during the rest of the year, it may be more busy. Yep, it's very true. So how do you get to Boulder, let's say, if you're traveling from another state, maybe not in-state as much? So if you were coming in from, like, DIA with the airport, 
you would just hop on 470 and it would be a toll but it'll get you to Boulder in about 45 minutes while you could go just straight through Denver and that can be hairy at the best of times and that'll t- probably take you a little over an hour if there's no traffic. Right. It can get really, really long um, to get from the airport to Boulder if you do go through Denver. Um, it's pretty straightforward both ways, but we do like to take 470 and we just use our little toll tag. And I th- don't know exactly how much it costs, but it's not cheap. So you have to think about that. It's probably around $15, $16. For both ways, yeah. Uh-huh. So something to think about. But yeah, it's a straight shot from the Denver International Airport to Boulder on 470. So let's start with day one. So you're getting there. You, you have already, like, maybe say you landed at the airport the night before. You're all rested, and this is morning one, and you're ready to go. So I'd want to take it easy the first day. So I would totally go to Wonderland Lake. It's a beautiful, easy-to-walk loop that goes around a lake. I'd love to be there early in the morning. It's It goes right against the mountains, so you could climb the mountains if you wanted and look down on the lake, which is a really incredible view. Yes, I love Wonderland Lake. You and I have been there many, many times, and it is really pretty because it is the lake right there backed up against the mountains, and it's really beautiful. And one other thing I wanted to point out is that um, we definitely recommend taking it easy that first day, especially if you're not used to altitude. Um, Give yourself a day or two to kind of acclimate to the altitude there. Even if you're only there for a short time, like 48 hours, make sure that the second day is the day that you do a lot of hiking or really like heavy altitude activities. Um, We did talk about that a lot in our episode about living in high altitude and how to avoid altitude sickness and things like that. So if that is something that you come to Colorado with and you're not used to the altitude, definitely check out that episode to make sure that you stay hydrated and you do other, take other precautions to take it easy. Once you're done hiking around Wonderland Lake, um, I'd say it's time for breakfast. For sure. I would totally hit either Santos or Tangerine. Those are both fantastic brunch places, and they're nowhere else. They're just little local places in Boulder, but Santos is uh, it's owned by Jose Rosenberg, who actually won a season of Top Chef, and he has a, another restaurant in the area, but that is his, like, his brunch homage place. to New Mexican brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's called Santo, so yeah, oh. but we'll link to that in the show notes over on our website. But Tangerine is also really good, too. Both of these locations are more in North Boulder, and so it's a really close proximity to Wonderland Lake. So if you want to, you know, go for a hike in the early morning or even mid, uh, mid-morning mid and then hit up Santo or Tangerine for brunch or, or breakfast is really delicious. And then I know pretty much immediately after breakfast, what you will be needing is your daily intake of coffee. Coffee fix for sure. Yes. My coffee of choice there would totally be Lucky's Bakehouse and Creamery. Lucky's Bakehouse and Creamery is actually a grocery store that is in the area, and they have a little bakery out front that they do all the baking for the the grocery store, and it has uh, a little cafe attached to it. It's Mm -hmm. really good stuff. Another really great coffee place is Amantes, and that is actually up north as well, and it's a really nice coffee shop. Um, it's pretty big, and it does have local coffee that they brew there, so it's really delicious. Yeah, good Italian stuff too, mm-hmm. if you're into that Italian type of thing. coffee, yes. yes. So let's talk about what we would do between breakfast and lunch. So Boulder Reservoir, for sure. I love to get on the water, and I love to be near water. It's just, it just reminds me of my childhood. 
You can do a lot of stuff at the reservoir. There is an admissions fee, but you can also rent like canoes and you can go swimming or you can just hang out on the beach and enjoy kind of a, the cooler climate because the water keeps it so much cooler nearby. And it's only about 15 minutes north of Boulder, so it's fairly close and really easy to get to. Yeah. Another one of our favorite things to do in the city is to just go for a walk or a bike ride around the neighborhoods. A lot of Boulder's neighborhoods are really historic and the houses are kept in immaculate shape. A lot of them have been renovated or updated and there is a, a very historic part of town too that you can drive through. And the great thing about Boulder is that everything is so close together and it's not very spread apart. So it makes it super walkable. So you can just you know, get your walking shoes on or ride your bike around the city and look at all the cool architecture. Another cool thing to mention is that you can actually rent bikes. They have all these little terminals around town with these bikes that you can just go in, pay some, or not go in, you, you pay some money and it unlocks a bike and you can go ride around for the day. Mm -hmm. After you get kind of work up an appetite from going around and seeing all the cool architecture and the cool houses, um, lunch, I think, is on the menu. Lunchtime, yeah. So we love eating sandwiches and all kinds of sort of refreshing midday stuff like sandwiches. Lighter things, yeah. Yeah. One of our absolute favorites is actually in this little shopping mall, and it's sort of attached to a Safeway, and it's called D'Angelo's, and it's a Philadelphia deli style. Yeah, they have ridiculously good sandwiches. You and I, we love sandwiches. They have great cheesesteaks as well. Mm -hmm. We really enjoy to go there. Cheesesteak is great for in the wintertime, but in the summer we want something cool, and they just are a Philly, Philadelphia deli. Really good stuff. Yeah, my favorite is the Roxboro. You should totally try it. I think it's mostly turkey-based because I love turkey sandwiches, um, but it has um, other amazing ingredients, mm -hmm. and they, they do something to like pickle their onions, which it just makes it taste so good. You like onions? Well, I don't like onions, but I like these. <laughs> so another place, and this could also go for breakfast as well, would be Moe's Bagels. Um, I love their bagels. No, scratch that. I love their cream cheese. They oh make their gosh, own cream, cream cheese, cheese. And you can buy it, and it's so good. By the tub. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and we do. Yes, uh, Moe's Bagels is really good. There's actually several locations in Boulder. I believe two, maybe even more now. And there is one downtown on 16th Street in Denver. Oh, yeah. So just be aware, though, they usually close around 3 or 4 p.m. So you definitely want to hit them up for breakfast or lunch if possible. And you can buy bagels and cream cheese to go. So you can take it with. And you can buy yesterday's bagels for like a dollar. It's true. And they're all really delicious. So another sandwich place is Snarf's. It's a, kind of a, a hipster college place. But you'll go in there and there'll be a bunch of grungy looking kids making a bunch of weird sandwiches and they're delicious. They are very odd sandwich col like collaborations of ingredients, um, but they also have locations in Denver too if you want to check them out. Yeah. And we really like them. It is a hipster sort of college place, but it's really good. So after lunch, it's probably pretty hot and I know that sometimes we like to go get some ice cream, especially in the summer and in the winter. We do like ice cream in the winter. But in Boulder, there is Sweet Cow, which we have mentioned before as one of our favorite places to eat. And we love their ice cream. They have weird stuff. Again, weird. Boulder's weird. So they have weird things, and they have a ton of cereal-based ice creams. So they, like, take some cocoa puffs and then soak them in milk, and then they mm -hmm. strain it out and use that milk to make ice cream. And it's, it's delicious. It tastes like you're eating frozen milk from your cereal it's great 
Yeah, it's really good. We do love it a lot. Just also be sure to hydrate throughout the whole day. So drink lots of water. And uh, especially after lunch and stuff, it does get very hot. I feel like Boulder is it's in a valley. So it doesn't get a lot of air circulation and wind sometimes mm-hmm. in the summertime. So it can get very warm. And then not a lot of places have air conditioning. So we could back up a little bit and say that Boulder is very hipster. They're very hippie also. Mm-hmm. They kind of come off as hippies, you know. So a lot of the places that you're going to go into, Sweet Cow and stuff, they're not going to have air conditioning in these in these um, stores. So just beware of that. You'll probably sweat a lot and not realize it because it's dry here. Um, so drink lots of water. That was just a side note. So if getting ice cream isn't your thing or and you don't want to stay in town and you want to kind of beat the heat, you can go up Boulder Canyon up towards Nederland. Uh, it's a really winding, really beautiful drive. You can also just kind of pull off and stop in some places to, to go hike, actually. There's lots of little side roads that you can get lost in. So going up in the mountains, you know, it's going to be cooler. Mm-hmm. So it's a good place to beat the heat. But there is also going to uh, El Dorado Canyon or Marshall Mesa for some really good hiking as well. They're further out of the city. They're down south. You'll definitely have to drive to get there. Those are some really good places to mention as well. Yes. The further up in elevation that you get, um, you know, it's usually covered by more trees and in the shadow of the mountain. So it, it really creates a lot of shade. Um, also, I'm one of those people that loves taking naps. That's so, true. you know, go back to your hotel or wherever you end up staying and take a nap. It's really great. Get ready for dinner. And night on the town. That's right. So speaking of dinner, uh, again, back to Jose Rosenberg, his, uh, the place that we mentioned. His other restaurant, Black Belly, would be an awesome place to go. We mentioned this in a previous episode as well. But they are doing some very unique food there. Delicious stuff. And another one that we mentioned that we really love is Rubio's Coastal Grill. So that and Black Belly, along with Santo, was mentioned in, like you said, another one of our episodes where we talked about the best restaurants in Colorado Yeah. from our perspective. Um, but for this recommendation, this 48 Hours in Boulder, we highly recommend checking out Rayback Collective. This is a super casual, semi-outdoors area that has food trucks there where you can buy food. They have outdoor games. It's pet-friendly. Um, during the winter, they had this amazing cart of like a hot chocolate cart there. You can ride your bike to this place. It, there's like an actual bike path that runs past it. Um, you can also walk there. We used to walk there from our apartment. And there's tons to do and lots of different kinds of drinks. They Just basically anything that you would want, they would have. And during the weekend, sometimes they have a place for live music. So it's really cool. That would be our recommendation for day one's dinner destination. Yeah, it's, a, it's really cool if you're down with exploring some food because they'll have ever-changing food trucks that are constantly coming in from other places in the state or even out of state to be there temporarily to sell some food. So I know we've been there and there's been like a Peruvian food truck Mm -hmm. and then next door is a pizza food truck. And then next time we came, there was like a ramen place. So it was, it's fun and it's, it's always different. Yes. It's really great option for especially if you're visiting you know family or friends or somebody and not everyone can agree on a place to go or or what kind of food they want for sure there's a lot of variety there yeah so So there's also a lot of little ethnic places outside of pearl street in boulder so there is a lot of asian places that have super good food like buddha thai and then uh little tibet which if you ever had tibetan food most people wouldn't even know but it's 
delicious. It's really good stuff. So we love to check out new stuff. We love to explore. So if if you're okay with that, try those as well. So after dinner and it's progressing into the night or into the evening, what would be some things we recommend? So if you kind of want to just take it easy, and if you want to go shopping, go down to the 29th Street Mall. It's a outdoor strip mall that you can just like walk down and there's tons of cool stores, lots of things to see and lots of things to do. Yeah, it's actually even cooler than a strip mall, in my opinion, because there's lots, there's, I don't even know exactly what the stores are there, but it's like what you would see in an actual mall. Um, and they have a giant Apple store there, which you and I like to go and peruse the electronics and, yeah. and stuff like that. And sometimes I like to get lost in the store and you yeah. can't find oh, me. Oh God, that's actually, there's a story behind that. <laughs> but anyway, it's really neat because you can um, park underground and then you get to walk up in, you know, upstairs into the 29th Street Mall open space and there's a um, Macy's there and a lot of, you know, big popular stores like that that we like to go shop at. Yeah. Kind of going back, we can, you can just hang out still at Rayback. I mean, even if you're not going to eat, it's still a cool place to just sit and hang out. There's always people there. There's people to talk to. And you can get some beers. And there's lots of outdoor games, like we said. You know, they have um, a little area where they have a lot of games set up for outdoor play. Yeah. So, yeah, you can just go to Rayback Collective for dinner and stay there all evening. Yeah. So, for now, that wraps up day one. We kind of talked about everything that we would do the first day that we are in Boulder. And so, on to day two. So, this day, after having kind of a, a more easier of a day, we're ready for something a little bit more intense. So, something I've always wanted to do is before the sun rises, go to Chautauqua Park, climb up the Flatirons, and watch the sunrise. Because you'd have a beautiful, unobstructed view east. I will say that I have done this earlier in the day with one of, a couple of different friends, but I don't think you've ever been there super early. No, not, not before sunrise. No, I've never been before sunrise either. But that would be a really great way to, like you said, get up high, get an unobstructed view, and it's really pretty. Yeah, and also getting there before a lot of people show up. Right. So if you didn't want to get up at the butt crack of dawn and you were just ready to <laughs> start your day with some breakfast, I would for sure hit Snooze. Oh my gosh. Snooze is my favorite brunch place. They have the best pancakes and they have the best hollandaise. I mean, no, Eggs Benedict. Well, it's the best hollandaise, It too, is the hollandaise, probably, but yeah. Eggs Benedict. Yeah, Snooze Eatery is actually something that started in Denver. Yeah. And they have multiple locations now. Like I said, we talked about that in one of our um, Best Restaurants episode. You can listen to that, too. But I do agree with you. Some of the best pancakes ever. They have such weird flavors, but, like, weird good ones. Like, they have pancakes that taste like donuts. And um, they also have ones that are, like, pineapple upside down cake and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's really delicious that they don't even serve traditional syrup with or whatever. Um, the only caveat is you may have to wait a while, especially because it is on Pearl Street. So now we've kind of moved into the center of the city and a little bit more south and onto Pearl Street is where we're going to talk about, like, all of our recommendations. So this one is kind of a little taste of home for you, but Lucille's Creole Cafe because you – grew up in the south so Mm -hmm. and in this area so this is totally like right up your alley it's so good yeah we're gonna link to that in the show notes so you can check that out but it's off the beaten path near pearl street just up in this little neighborhood area seriously it is the most delicious omelet i have ever had and like you said 
I've been to New Orleans and stuff like that, and they also serve beignets in New Orleans as a big deal. And Lucille's Creole Cafe also serves beignets. It's like my happy place. Big fluffy donut. It's amazing. (laughs) So, again, moving on to coffee. Of course, it has to be next. Gotta have coffee. So, if you went to Snooze and you're down in Pearl Street, uh, definitely walk up a little bit and go hit Boxcar. Uh, Spruce Bakery is a little bit further out, but they do some really good baked goods. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites, if you actually do go and try and hike Chautauqua Park, whether in the morning or later in the day or whatever, you can actually walk to Alpine Modern Cafe. And that is in a totally separate neighborhood. It's not on Pearl Street. But it's really cute. It's very, got this like very modern, obviously, uh, design aesthetic. You can sit outside and eat. You can sit indoors. And they usually do have air conditioning. And I've also co-worked there a lot. So they have um, the ability for you to bring your laptop or whatever. Let's say if you are on a work retreat or something. But they have really good coffee and amazing baked goods. And it is one of my favorite places because the atmosphere is really awesome. Um, I love going hiking on Chautauqua and then walking down to the cafe and then just getting something cold to drink or cool to eat. So after you are caffeinated, if you haven't, I would definitely hit Chautauqua. Like, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's mm-hmm. such a cool thing to go to, to do, to see. It's just an iconic boulder thing. And it's definitely something you got to do. Yeah, the flat irons are what are most popular there. So, for example, in Colorado Springs, if you Google it, everything will come up of Garden of the Gods. Well, everything in Boulder is usually a picture of the flat irons in Chautauqua Park. Yeah. It's very iconic. Um, but it's very, like, much in nature. And it is... It has so many different trails. It can get super steep as well. And you can also, I wouldn't necessarily say you get lost, but you can go for hours and hours. It's its very much in nature. Yeah, you can get so far back there that you stop seeing people. You stop seeing other hikers. And one time we were way back there. And we actually saw a mama bear and her two cubs mm-hmm. run by. And we were like, nope, let's go back the same way we came. Yeah, so just be aware that it is very um, wildernessy at times. Yeah. So moving on to lunch, now that we've worked up an appetite and we've hiked all these places and stuff, let's talk about our best recommendations um, for places to eat for lunch on Pearl Street. Mm-hmm. So I have a deep love for sushi. I lived in Hawaii. I lived up in Seattle. and A deep love, let me tell I you. I do. <laughs> Raw fish, it's a special place in my heart. <laughs> but Hapa Sushi, it's really good. They have a couple locations, not just in Boulder, but in Denver as well. Um But their food, their sushi, their rolls, all of that stuff is so unique. They do a lot of things very differently and very well. And even if you don't like sushi, I highly recommend checking it out anyways because they have amazing appetizers like some sort of pulled pork or something that's like on a steam bun and it is just one of my favorite things. It's super flavorful. It is. So also on Pearl Street, you really can't go wrong with anywhere Mm -hmm. that you're going. But Pasta Jays is another iconic boulder place. Uh, we've eaten there before, and it's really good. Like Italian. Yeah, just go in, grab some Italian, and, and get out. It's delicious. Um, there's a ton of delis all down Pearl Street, and you can't really go wrong. So any place will have a really good sandwich. And another one that I do love is Falafel King. I love Mediterranean food. I love getting a gyro. Especially on like a really hot day, because the euros are so like refreshing and stuff. It's really what I crave. So falafel king, hit it. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're kind of moving towards after lunch and maybe we're just stroll taking a stroll down Pearl Street. Some of the stuff that you may want to check out is ice cream related. So Ben and Jerry's is down there. It's always a good call. So it's an actual Ben and Jerry's ice cream place. It's usually pretty busy actually. Yeah. And there's also this really yummy gelato place that we recently found. We've been there several times and it's called Gelato Boy. Um, Weird name. They'll even say that it is, but it is super good, really fresh, really modern, like building that's in, and, and it's really awesome. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do is actually just sit on Pearl Street and people watch. Oh my gosh, yeah. It There's always street performers, people playing music, jugglers, weird stuff happening, and there's so many interesting characters there to see. There are so many weird things happening, yeah. usually. Yeah. We've seen people play guitar, obviously, play drums, they some people have actually even played the guitar and drums and had like a tambourine like on their foot type of like some weird stuff and then there's this kid who sings and he tap dances or dances or something yeah. and he makes probably good money because he's really talented yeah he tap he's dances. down there all the time and people know him and anyway it's really it's a really unique place yes to people watch i love that too so if getting inside is more your jam go to the boulder bookstore it is like a quaint, quintessential, classic bookstore. Ones that you see in like a Disney movie. It's in an old building. It has a ton of levels, a ton of like hidden rooms, and you can just disappear and find a really good book. It's it's fun. You'll it's huge too, surprisingly. I th yeah, I think it is like three or four levels even, but yeah, you can go up to the top level and then you can go around to the side and then around to the back corner and it's just like, and they're all divided by different types of books. So everything from plants and herbalism to spirituality and Buddhism and all kinds of stuff, you can totally get lost in there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy good. And it is in this really old building. It's been there since the 30s, I think. And it has been like an iconic um, fixture for Pearl Street, and it's really beautiful. Yeah. Another one of my favorite bookstores is called Trident Booksellers and Cafe, and they are also in a very old building, and they have um, really great coffee that you can go and drink there. It's, it's much smaller than the Boulder Bookstore, um, but they have a lot of other like older vintage magazines and things that you can read too. It's really interesting. Dinner on Pearl Street is like the culmination of... The entire trip. And it's mm -hmm. like what I look forward to. Uh, there's a lot of different styles of places that you can go to. Um, a lot of bars. Or you can like go to a, a really fancy like sit down place. Um, when I'm craving this. When I'm craving nachos. What I crave is Mountain Sun. 100%. They have nachos. I don't know. They, they put a plate in the oven with a pile. A pile. A pile of chips, a ton of cheese, chicken, and beans. I don't like beans, but these beans are so good. And it comes out like 10 billion degrees. Mm -hmm. But my God, I crave those, and I wish we lived near that. And they also put this amazing salsa on it and like sour cream and all this other stuff. It's, it's like the most quintessential nachos you will ever eat, but for some reason, it's just like delicious, yeah. especially... If you've been drinking. Yes. <laughs> um, a small note there too, though, since they are a local place, they do require that you pay cash only. Yeah. So make sure you bring some cash. Yeah. So Bar Taco is another really cool place. Um, very similar because it's a bar and everything that they serve is just like a taco. So they have, it's, it's kind of a fusion place. Uh, they'll have 
Caribbean things. They'll have Asian things, but they'll just use a taco as the vessel to get it into your mouth. And you can order three or four different kinds of tacos and they'll come out like two or three each and just everyone just eats everything. It's kind of like family style, but on smaller plates. Yeah. And you can just try everything. I, I think we tried, was it duck taco yeah, or there's something? There's a duck or, one. And... Yeah, lots of different unique ones. There was a pork belly one, oh, which God, was yeah. so good. So, so if you want to sit down and have a fancier experience or maybe you want to take your wife out and show her that you're still a man of fine culture. <laughs> <laughs> Um, try to hit up Oak or Riff's Urban Fair. Both of these are, well, they're kind of fancier. You sit down and you get really great service and you're treated to a fantastic meal. So if you want to show your in-laws also how good and how cultured you are, how cultured uh-huh. I am, just speaking about me, <laughs> <laughs> go to, go to either of those places. You really can't go wrong. And I swear in Oak, last time they were, we were there, they read our minds. No, they, I feel like they really did. I think it's called Oak on 14th. But anyway, we'll link to that over on the blog. But um, yes, we were there for a friend's birthday. We actually got him a gift. And somehow when they were, he was unwrapping the gift or something, one of the waiters or somebody saw what it was. And then they were like, hey, do you want us to make you a custom drink inspired by the gift that we had given our friend? And we're like, um, are you reading our minds right now? <laughs> it was it, really cool. It was, it was weird, but it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's things like that. It's like. Well, we're talking about this years later, so oh, yeah. the service clearly stood out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's after dinner. We're feeling nice and cultured. <laughs> <laughs> what are some after dinner activities? So, if you know really want to be cultured, let's go get sauced. Time to get some some beer and yeah. some drinks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Boulder does have a great night scene because all the young kids, like we talked about, mm-hmm. it's a college town. So there's lots and lots of things to do that do surround you know, hitting up a pub or a bar. Yeah. So a couple of our favorite places is actually the Bohemian Beer Garden. Um, If you want to really explore some beer and see a lot of it, go there. They'll have a lot. West Fender's Brewing Company, very standard, like, pub food, but they make all their own beer right there on premise. Mm -hmm. And the food is really good, actually. I feel like I had the best brownie ever there. I mean, sometimes you just feel like having a really good brownie that's super fudgy with some amazing ice cream that I don't know if they make it from scratch or not, but it kind of tastes like it, and it's just great indulgence. I crave the nachos, you crave the brownie. Yes, indeed. I like it. (laughs) Oscar Blues is another really cool place. It's just a icon, or not iconic, it's a very unique uh, little bar. And then there's License Number 1, which is beneath the historic uh, Boulderado Hotel, and it's kind of designed to feel like a speakeasy, and it got its name, License Number 1, because it was the first bar in town to get a legal license to serve up liquor after prohibition. So, hence it got its name, license number one. Nice. And it's very, like, much more dark and kind of, like you said, a speakeasy than a lot of the other pubs and places to drink in Boulder. So, yeah. it's a unique experience. And it is beneath the historic Boulderado Hotel, yeah. which is another good place you could check out. If bar hopping isn't your thing, and you happen to be there during a full moon, you can actually go to the Moonlight uh, Poetry Reading, and also the Moonlight Hikes that they have. Although, you can also go hiking whenever you want. You don't necessarily have to wait for the moon. Yeah, and hiking at night in general is a popular activity for people in Boulder. Um, 
And actually, I will say also bike riding at night. A lot of people ride their bikes at night, That's but you true. need to make sure you're adhering to like safety and and codes. Stuff Get like a headlamp. Well, and they also have flashing lights usually, and, uh-huh. and like reflective clothing. So anyway, they're serious about their biking and walking. And they older. sure are. <laughs> There's also some really good places to go enjoy some live music, like uh, in the summer months. They will have the farmers market and other festivals and events downtown near the boulder creek that you can just like walk over and they'll have maybe a showing of a movie one night they Mm -hmm. do that too movie in a park is that what it's called Mm -hmm. yeah um art galleries are also really cool to go to and you can go see those at nighttime it's i guess you can do that anytime but it's a fun thing to do that you don't really ever think of and Boulder is actually home to the University of Colorado, like we mentioned, and they also have three different museums at CU. So I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But before we wrap that up, is there anything else we want to add to our 48 hours in Boulder? I think we pretty much covered it all. Yeah, that sounds like a really good weekend trip. Do you want to go? Yeah, let's do it. As I mentioned, there are three museums to check out at the University of Colorado. So CU Museum of Natural History is home to a huge insect and fossil collection. The CU Heritage Center has a stunning architecture gallery. You definitely want to check that out. And the CU Art Museum has a diverse collection of items encompassing over 10,000 years of human history. And all three are open to visitors um, for just a suggested donation. So that's a very budget-friendly way to experience some of the culture that Boulder has to offer in their museums. That's true. Instead of frugal on the front range, it's frugal on the flat irons? Yeah. (laughs) All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources that we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, and we love to hear what episodes you all enjoy. Thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and explore Boulder in 48 hours. (laughs) Good.